Let's call this meeting to order. Uh, can we do the roll call starting with you, Kevin? Just say your name into the mic. And yeah, Kevin Larson. Margaret Beck. Frank Wagner. Sharon DeGras. Noah Stork. Cecile Kunsley. Kevin Boyd. And I'd like to say I was told by um, the IT people to just go ahead and move the mic as you need to make sure that you speak into it. Okay. Uh, item C, public discussion, anything not on the agenda? Seeing no one from the public, I'm going to move on to item D, certificate of appropriateness. The first one is at um, 812 Church Street. Yes, so 812 Church Street is in the Goosetown Horse Man Conservation District. Uh, this is the house as we see it right now. It does have a synthetic siding on it. Uh, the house was built at an earlier date and then there was a fire and it was rebuilt after, I believe, 1933. Sorry, let me. Yeah, likely dates to about 1900. It was just a one story. Um, here is the 1926 Sanborn fire insurance map image showing it as a little one story cube with a bump out. The 1933 shows it a slightly deeper cube with no bump out, but we do think it was likely rebuilt on the same foundation. Uh, and they obviously added a porch to match their neighbors because here they had no porch. This house, uh, as you can see from the aerial view, we have that cube from uh, after the uh, 1931 fire and the front porch. It also has an addition on the back that is a one-story addition with a gable roof and a small bump out on the back of that. This project has multiple aspects. The owners are looking into potentially removing the metal siding in the future and repairing the wood siding in the front portion of the house. Uh, likely there is not another siding underneath the 1978 addition, but as part of that project and some other things they wanna do, um, they are, most of this project involves changing some of the openings in the 1978 and uh, the little bump out, as well as um, stuff about the deck. So currently there is a uh, rear deck and a ramp. The bump out has the exterior door. There's a small kitchen window. Part of the proposal is to remove the door from the bump out so that they can make this into a bathroom on the first floor. There's not currently a bathroom on the first floor. And um, so they would put a window that would match the proportions basically of some of the historic windows in the front portion of the house. They do propose to put a sliding door in this location. Sliding doors can be allowed by exception on properties in a conservation district by the commission. There have been some times that we have allowed that. Um, that is what the uh, owners would prefer to do and staff recommends that this could be approved partly because of the fact that we're already talking about being on the back of a 1978 edition. We're in a conservation district and this house is also very far up the hill from the street and the sidewalk in the area around it. Um, in addition, uh, this is the west side. So as I marked in the packet, if you kind of draw a line down here, this is the front portion of the house. This is the 1978 edition. 
There is a sliding window in the kitchen that they propose to replace, change the size of the opening and the uh, orientation from horizontal to vertical and uh, put a double hung window in that location. In addition, I didn't know this at the time of the staff report, but it has been um, discussed with them since then. This window here is also a change. When they were doing some work on the interior of the house, they uncovered the original opening that's still framed in there. And so they plan to also replace this pair of windows with um, two windows that would be longer and thinner and, and separated. I think um, I have an image of, of what that looks like later. Um, here's the kitchen slider window. So, you know, this is going to become a narrower opening, probably about the same height. I, they might change the head height, but I don't know about that. Um, let's see. So this is that size. So we can see that the sliding window becomes uh, this double hung window. It's a, it's a little bit short and fat, but it is a better proportion than the sliding window. And here are the, um, the two openings that they uncovered when they were working on the interior. And this is what we think probably an original size opening uh, right here and, and an existing one that exists. So that's what they propose on this side. On the east side, again, we have the original portion of the house. This is not original. This is a, a manufactured kind of bay window unit that has been there for a while. In this portion is a bedroom um, with two, again, smaller, fatter, um, double-hung windows. They propose to uh, remove this opening and change it to two separate double-hung windows with a better proportion, but also separated. So you can see here, here's the uh, likely original front window, that manufactured unit, and then the proposed uh, two new double-hung windows. Staff feels like this really helps to get rid of some of the odd window sizes and shapes that we have going on with this house. Um, in the case of the one on the west side, they'd be putting it back to an original size. Um, so staff recommends approving this work. We would have to still review the window product information. Um, the other thing is partially the deck. Now, they have not turned in drawings for the deck, but they do have a desire to get rid of all of the deck that is cluttering the backyard, especially uh, since you can see from the aerial, they have a very large garage. So they would like to maximize the amount of space they have for probably their pets and get rid of as much of this as possible. But because this is the kitchen and you know they want to have outdoor space like for grilling or something like that, they propose to just tuck a deck into this little notch created between the bump out and the house. For that reason, they would like to not have to follow the setback from the side of the house that we generally require at a staff review for a deck. So at this point, uh, with this review of this project, uh, staff would like the commission to consider providing them an exception for that so that they don't have to make that setback. And then the rest of the deck could be reviewed once they get it drawn up um, on a future project. So the recommendation um, would include approving uh, um, not requiring the eight inch setback on the side of the house. Otherwise, um, 
so it would be the window and the door product. Uh, for a sliding door, if that is approved, uh, it would need to be a wood or fiberglass or something like that. Um, and then um, approval of the deck drawings. And that's it. Great. So any, I, I feel like we're going to move, any clarifying questions for Jessica? We're gonna... I just one quick question in that bedroom, do they need to make sure that's egress windows or casements? Uh, oh, yes, I'm sorry. You're correct. They, one of them will be a casement window. They'll both be the same size and yeah. it'll have the mutton bar. They're going to put the casement in the uh, location t furthest towards the back. Yep. So um, in this location right here. Yeah. It did come up. I'm sorry. Right. Any other kind of clarifying questions? If not, we'll... Just a question yep. out of curiosity. Does that... Could we go back? Those two windows on the far left, mm -hmm. do they have to be that close together or could they be two separate windows? These to... are original windows, so they'll oh, just... Oh, they are. Okay. They'll, they'll just remain. They're not um, doing anything to those. And they do appear to be the original windows, wood sashes and everything. Okay. And then the one to the right of it, is that a casement? I mean, a, a bump-out window or what? Why? Yeah, that's that manufactured unit that is in um, right here. Oh, okay. So basically what they're doing is is separating the two windows that are not original. This is part of the 1978 edition. Mm -hmm. So they're separating them, obviously so that they have a space between them for a bed, I'm assuming. And then um, they will also have a sill that's lower, because if we were to align the sill on the front windows is about down here. So they are going to get... Um, a standard window size they're not going to get a custom window size so they're not going to exactly match the front windows but it will approximate approximate them more the head will be in the same location all right any other clarifying questions before we move to discussion I'm gonna do this you don't have any members of the public here so we can um, just as a reminder um, after we did our last trainings, we have to have a motion on the floor before we discuss. So if someone could make the motion, we can discuss and amend if we need to. Um, but we have to have the motion first. Okay. DeGras, I move to have the discussion for the project at 812 Church Street. Sorry, you, we just approved. We just, we, it should be just that motion. Okay. Make the motion that you'll vote on. Okay. Uh, I make a motion to approve the project. At 812. Oh. oh, okay. I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 812 Church Street as presented to the presented in the application with the following conditions: window and door product information is approved by staff, and deck drawing drawings are approved by staff. Second, Wagner. All right. Any commission discussion? The the purpose of the not having the setback on the deck is just because there's not much space otherwise, is that? Yeah, uh, they're also a little concerned. It kind of starts to drop off a little bit oh. and they're not sure. They might do a retaining wall. They're, they basically want to try to get as much space as they can while keeping it kind of tucked, tucked into in yeah. that It location. doesn't go past the, the the edge of the house. It just... No. It just um, goes to the edge of the house. Right. Okay. And 
our guidelines would have it set in eight inches from the corner just to help make it more difficult to see and yes we they want to uh, align with the edge of the house instead yeah i'm fine with that i just wanted to make sure that we're not going kind of past the edge of the house we've approved it a couple times yeah 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 i think it makes sense i just was trying to understand yeah the the reasoning and then Mm -hmm. making sure i understood how far we were going Mm -hmm. all right any other questions discussions all right i guess we're ready for a vote uh all in favor of the motion say aye 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 Aye. Aye. any opposed all right the motion carries um on to the next certificate of appropriateness this is uh 1101 kirkwood avenue So this is the Samuel J. Kirkwood House. It's a local historic landmark. Um, It's here. (laughs) No, Kirkwood uh, Summit is here, um, just down the street a little bit. This is kind of the current incarnation of the house. Uh, This is a photograph from the 19-teens. I thought I'd just talk briefly, but not very long because it's so hard to see about some of the changes in this house because they are complicated and we don't have a lot of information. Um, so looking at this again, uh, we're gonna see changes to the porch, to the front window, actually to some of the other windows as well. Um, notice that there's a chimney here. <laughs> um, so there's not a chimney here. Um, there's a chimney over here instead that no longer exists. There is a projecting bay window that no longer exists. Instead, it's two separate windows. All of this trim is gone as well as the paneling below. Um, this window is basically a, a, a floor-to-ceiling window um, that is also no longer has the paneling below. This porch, as you can see, we have a column over here, which means that this porch wraps around the side of the house. Uh, there's th- thin columns, Italianate details, um, shutters that obviously fit the windows and work properly. Um, one interesting thing is that they had created, even in, by the 19-teens, this kind of entry vestibule. Um, all I can assume is that it was cold there, <laughs> and so they created a place to walk into the house. Um, I'll go back to this image. One of the things that changed, and I'll look at that a little bit more, is this porch. Uh, the porch now is deeper, kind of coming out at us. It uh, extends past the corner of the house, which the historic porch did not. Um, it no longer has the thin Italianate columns. It has some thicker, simpler ones. Um, and then while they had the door here in this little entry vestibule, um, historically, it's now around on this side. So it's kind of steps into the porch. Um, As you can see, uh, this is from the side. So when we're looking at this, um, the next photo looks at the end of the gable and this whole stuff is in the back. So um, here's the front facing gable, here's the side facing gable, so the porch is down here. As you can see, it's a a smaller uh, kind of footprint and then it has been added onto. This was historically done And we can tell because there's this very specific window trim on the historic windows that is copied in this area, even though it steps down. Um, 
what happened to this kind of first floor porch area in the back, it, I'm still not really sure. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. I would assume that it was all an open porch at one point in time, but um, yeah, I don't know. Here you can see, this is for the 1933 Sanborn fire insurance map. We have the house and it has its longer length. So the addition has been put on the back. Here's the wing with the front porch right here. So it's also cropped, it doesn't wrap around anymore. And then here's the one story area in the back. This is after this um, area was subdivided and the subdivision happened in 1924. Kirkwood's widow died in 1923. I'm assuming the house sold, the, the farmstead was um, subdivided at that point in time. The porch was remodeled so they could no longer have a wraparound porch by dividing and selling off the lot next door. Those are some of the things we've tried to figure out about the house. This is the west side, um, so the far side of the house and these windows um, have the historic trim, but then yet we have some windows down here in uh, a kitchen and dining room where they have been altered and they're shorter and smaller windows with different trim. There was in the 19 teens photograph a chimney right here um, that has been removed. So that's probably has something to do with what's going on. There was probably a fireplace in this location instead of windows or something. This is the opposite side. So the subject of the work for this property involves this area. Um, this is a current pantry. It's very tight. It has this older window trim that we see on the older part of the house. Um, this little sunroom uh, is here and closed in, but this has been an open porch. These are storm windows and a storm door. Um, there's still a porch floor in there. Um, and this, there's a wall in the room here dividing the interior pantry from this exterior porch. For this project, they are enclosing this fully. So it involves pretty simple changes to the exterior of the house and it will create a mudroom. They'll also, they're going to take the wall on the inside and move it over to create a better space for the pantry. This is the space in the pantry. I was in there and took this photograph. Um, it's just so tight, you can't even open the refrigerator doors really and stand in there. Um, plus, the door to that open porch is in the side wall here. It's, it's very inconvenient. So this is the proposed plan. The wall that is really in this location, this wall, will be moved over to provide more room. And then they will create an opening between the kitchen and the new mud room right here. Currently, in this location, there are windows that exactly match exterior windows over here that we looked at on the outside. And they propose to move those windows to this location in order to have more windows. And so um, I'll show you both of the renderings. So we have, this is the area of the mudroom, and they propose to simply put in a door. This is where the wall was, this is where the wall will remain. The trim on the exterior will remain, so we're not gonna change how it looks on the outside. The original window will remain as well. 
we looked at the idea of putting both a window and door here um, and it's just not going to work it's too tight so um, that's staff does not recommend going in that direction um, but instead um, going with this one it would be a three-quarter light or, or half light door um, on the back the south side this is currently what we have we have an, a single window um, drawn here on the inside there's a chimney so the chimney runs right here and then there's actually some really great cabinetry that I did not photograph that's right there too and it will that remain <laughs> in fact um, here in the plan built-in cabinetry that's it right there it's spectacular um, so they're proposing to take those those two windows that are inside the house right now and put them in this location and if we need to go back they will exactly match these windows because they're from the same era they were just installed in the open porch instead um, here's the inside see look you can't see the cabinetry huh? <laughs> it's just past the here's the chimney and it's on the other side uh, anyway so we have this is what the windows look like they're from the um, probably the 20s or 30s they might be as late as the 40s depending on when this was remodeled but um, they would match what's going on um, so since the window is just one that's moved from in in between the kitchen and the um, that little exterior porch the only product that would need to be approved with this is the door itself great any sorry any clarifying questions I had a question mm -hmm. it looked and with the picture where you have the new window at, with the door it almost looks as though the window is wider than the door is that an optical illusion or here no the oh. the river yeah that one um I don't know I'm I'm not sure they measure I was standing there when they measured the window for sure and um, uh, maybe it shows in the plan it should have the um, window size on that that plan because at the bottom it's it looks like it's a good 44 inch rough opening probably there the so it is 36 yeah yeah other. and a 36 mm. door so yeah the door is smaller hmm. seems a bit awkward but oh well mm. other questions for Jessica all right uh, there's no members of the public here to speak so if we have if you can put up the motion <clears throat> Wagner moves to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 1101 Kirkwood Avenue as presented in the application with the following conditions. One door product information is approved by staff. DeGray, second. All right, commission discussion. I'm good, all right. Uh, all in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right. On to item E, uh, report on certificates issued by chair and staff. Um, okay, I'll go through these. Um, we have 427 Brown Street located here. Um, 
this is a non-historic porch railing, but it's uh, rotting, and so it's being replaced. These sidewalls probably all always existed. There were little finials and I think some um, columns that were in here, but um, they were removed. Um, 414 Brown Street, um, the Berry Hill House. This has one window. I think it's back here on this low portion right here. Um, the sill is just rotted, and so it's being replaced with new um, cedar or something. Um, 1519 Center Avenue in the Dearborn Street uh, Conservation District. It's a little Moffat house, and um, there are uh, going to have some work done generally on the brick, but mostly on the chimney. The chimney's pretty damaged and needs pointing. Um, the approval included making sure that the vine is removed. Um, they need some soffit repair as well. Um, we had a couple sign applications here for Roxy. Um, they had some uh, window clings, I think, that we temporarily approved, and now they will have these cloud signs, as you can see here. Um, what? I think it's painted on now, which is fine. But yes. Oh, is that okay? That's yeah. what cloud signs are? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been learning new sign things with the downtown project. <laughs> uh, minor review. Oh, um, this sorority house here at 728 East Washington, it's in a conservation district. It had a deck uh, back here, multi-level deck. It's been there and it has kind of obscured between um, the building and some fences and some trees and they are rebuilding it um, and it um, it will meet the guidelines now um, 200 South Summit Street uh, in the East College Street Historic District this house is just being re-roofed and it's been done uh, new shingles um, this small uh, Cape Cod in um, the Clark Street Conservation District at 531 Clark has actually a big two-story addition on the back and a tree uh, fell on it, as you can see from this photo, damaging it as so. And um, so that is being repaired and they are adding skylights to that roof um, during the repair, which staff could approve because it was um, on the back and everything. This is the other sign. So the Roxy will also have this projecting sign looking like this and mounted like this on the um, Martinis building, <laughs> the college block building. Um, 727 Rundell Street. This was actually kind of a sad thing. This house, uh, someone had replaced all of the windows at one point in time with bad windows and she uh, replaced them with um, better windows recently but these this pair of kitchen windows were original and just needed repair and um, they've been with the repair person for eight months and are not coming back so now we have approved replacing them the sashes only but it's it's unfortunate is it the why are they not why are they not there's no communication anymore. Is it the same? We had a no. Okay. We had a we had a lost window from another repair person. Yes, we did. Yeah, it, it, not the same. 
No, okay. not the same person. Um, yeah. That isn't anything that the commission could uh, mediate? Uh? No, no. I, I actually know the person very well and, and no, no communication with anybody. Well, it's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Sounds odd. Mm -hmm. um, we had a couple intermediate reviews. Oh, this one. So unfortunately, this was a project where this porch was being replaced without a permit this during COVID lockdown and um, the realtor was selling it and it was a condition they needed to do it, but they were doing it without a permit. And um, so we were pushed to approve it quickly. And um, there is a, there would be a pier that we would have said needed to belong here uh, if we had had time to review it properly and um it is it was never put in and now they have noticed inside that as this sinks um it's falling away <laughs> from the house and so that pier will be put in uh, what happened is this house you know had a little step back at this point in the front porch and similar to the kirkwood house they made an entry vestibule by just on the first floor, not above, but just right here, it now has a flat front instead of a step back. So they enclosed this portion of the porch and did not put any, any support under there except for a four by four post. And um, that had been done long ago. That had been done right before the formation of the district happened. Um, and it had been apparently okay until recently. So a new porch pier matching all the others will be installed there. All right. Uh, next is the consideration of the minutes from the October 14th meeting. Any amendments? All right. If not, entertain a motion to approve the minutes. Beck moves to approve the minutes. DeGraw, second. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, we approve the minutes. Uh, commission information, just as a reminder, this is one-way information. Yeah, and I had something that came up this week that I have to add to this. And um, so uh, the commission occasionally does uh, Section 106 reviews, which basically means if there's something that um, might take government money, impact um, National Register properties, uh, historic properties in general, they um there's a process for the federal government to review whether or not they'll impact a historic property at some point they get thrown down to us because we are the certified lo local government so in the past the commission has reviewed and and i think at least cecile and kevin might remember um some changes to some of the lights around the pentacrest we looked at that um at one point in time we looked at um, a piece of, I think, cellular equipment on the top of the um, Iowa State Bank, um, Johnson County Savings Bank, um, the recent um, landmark downtown. We also looked at some taller poles in the north side neighborhood at some point in time for some stuff. What happens with a lot of this stuff is they mail through snail mail a hard copy of a proposal and it comes to me. I look it over 
And if it's something that, uh, depending, they always put a, a time limit of when we have to comment. And um, for instance, we got one this summer that involved uh, changes to the cupola on City High School. And so I said, hello, we would need to discuss this. You know, there was a project historically that had proposed this that was changed and not allowed to go forward because the City High cupola is a historic part of our community. And so once they found out about this, knew that we would need to review it and more time and that we would likely think that this was altering a historic property, um, they actually just, they changed it. So they're not doing it. So it never came before you because we kind of looked at it first. This one was uh, sent to me and I got it on Tuesday. We have 30 days to respond, which I believe is probably about the day of our meeting, which would be tight. I wanna talk to you about it and tell you what I would say about it. I think it's uh, not problematic. If you want to discuss it in a meeting, we could just put it on that agenda. I would likely tell them we'll need more time just so it's not so tight responding. It was also published in the Press Citizen yesterday to comment on it if people wanted to, but again, I don't think it's a big deal. So it does involve adding some uh, cellular equipment for tailgating, I'm assuming, around Kinnick Stadium. So here we have Kinnick Stadium, and there are two parts, two, two parts to the project. The part one is replacing an existing wooden pole with a new wooden pole and attaching some equipment to it. And it is within the Melrose Historic District that's listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It is not a local historic district. And I, the property in question is not one of the local landmarks that we do have in that neighborhood. So this is the location for part one on this corner. And they've provided, these are part of what they have provided. Um, I can't tell what I'm looking at. This is a map, an aerial that they've kind of faded out so it's harder to see. Um, they're pointing to this, they kind of want to show you like, here is a house and it's shadow. What they allow this, this sh can show you is that here is the pole and its shadow extends to here. And they're just kind of showing that to you. Just what's that cross street? It's Melrose and Melrose Place. Uh huh. Okay. I'm just gonna pull up my own little map. So here's the map of the historic district, and um, this is uh, where that that pole is. This is their image of that pole. Now, as I said, there's two parts of this project. This is a new pole, and they say that the height of this pole at the top will be 39 feet. What is it now? I don't exactly know that. But the other pole is the next pole down the line. They are reusing that existing pole, and it will be 44 feet. Now, if we look at this sketch, the existing pole clearly does not extend above the existing wires. Here they're showing this is where the wires are and there's a little bit of extension on the top of the pole. So I'm assuming that the difference in that four or five feet might be this. I'm assuming that they're 
it's roughly within a few feet of the existing pole height. It will look similar, it has the cross piece, and the equipment they are installing is shown here from the side and here from the front. This is also what it looks like. So this is typical equipment. So for this part of the project, it is, in with, it is within the historic district. At the same time, they're replacing a wood pole with a similar wood pole. Staff's comment for this would be that acknowledging the fact that it's in a historic district but it does not have an adverse impact on the district in the historic properties. It's just another wood pole with some equipment mounted on it. So then we have the existing pole. So we had one here and now we have one over here. Um, this is again showing kind of that faded out image of it. Uh, we have the existing pole in this location with its shadow. Is that Triangle Place? Is that the street? Yes. Um, so again, it's right outside the historic district. Yeah. So we have one pole over here. It actually leads to a power to a pole that's right here that exists already too. I can't see what your cursor is pointing at. I, I oh. haven't been able to all evening, but at this here, point it seems you. important. <laughs> Jessica, that that's that star key contributing. That's the like apartment, that brick apartment complex. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I just was trying to help provide some. Yeah. Yeah. Orientation for folks. That helps. Thank you. So this is their image of this existing pole. So again, we we see the pole. It looks similar to the other one. Um, here they're showing kind of the the lights on the top of it, um, and this one is the taller of the two. So the uh, new pole will actually be shorter than this pole. And again, same equipment. We have the equipment mounted on the side. Here it is from the front, and here it is again. And it would be, the staff comment would be the same on this one, the fact that it's not in the historic district, but it's adjacent to it but that it is not an adverse effect because the fact that it's not impacting the historic property itself. How are the residents responding to this? Do they know about it? Typically the way they do the, the public information is they, they could reach out if it's on the property of the property owner. It is publish, published in uh, the Press Citizen. There is a formal way. Typically the most formal responses from the state so we typically give a response where we we provide a comment not only to the people who are putting forward the the work uh u.s cellular or somebody i believe um yeah u.s cellular and we send our comment to the state and if it's something where 
uh, like I believe in the City High example, the state was also um, working towards not altering the cupola on, on City High. That's a case where, I mean, that was actually altering the building. Uh, you know, when we were reviewing the bank, we were actually putting a piece of equipment on the roof of the bank. And I think, you know, like we had a question about whether or not the, the structure of the bank would be able to hold that equipment, things like that. Um, I think with the uh, Pentacrest, we discussed it because of, you know, some of the lighting that they had, they were working with trying to, you know, uh, work within the language of the lighting system that they had around the university and stuff like this. And staff just feels that it's a poll. So I wanna put it before you though, if generally there aren't any issues or need for further discussion, then that's simply how we would respond. If you want it to be on an agenda, um, then we can put it on the next meeting agenda and I'll just let them know that we want time to comment. What do folks think? I think it looks okay. Yeah, I don't know that I need to comment anymore. Mm -hmm. Looks fine. Okay, I, don't, I okay. think we've got a collective. Yeah, that's all I needed on that. It's the kind of thing where I try to bring them before you when we have, um, when we can, and this just didn't seem like we needed to delay them. Um, and so that's why we did it this way. Great. I had two items for the commission information, if you're done. Mm -hmm. uh, one, I was just going to remind folks that Mrs. Kirkwood, uh, long after her husband died, was a um, came out in favor of women's suffrage very early when they were um, there was a movement to uh, try to get that passed. Um, anyway, just a little side note because we were talking about her and I thought it was a interesting note of history. Um, and then uh, the second, uh, I met on last week, I don't remember the day, I think Friday, uh, with a member of Parks and Rec. Uh, Parks and Rec has been interested in talking about the Montgomery Butler House, so I'm gonna put something, revisit our memo for our next meeting, and then also have a version of that that goes to uh, the Parks and Rec Commission. They don't have a December meeting, but I'll go in January um, and have them, I think, uh, ask them to have a similar um, proposal that we have, which is essentially what we asked for. What are they thinking of doing? They just want to do something. I mean, like their their feedback was, they're paying for kind of minimal upkeep without really a plan, um, and I think they're just looking for, like, let's get we had we had the commission just sorry we have several new folks and some folks that may have not have been there. Last summer, we asked the city staff to help provide some direction with some folks from parks, some folks from the the Parks and Rec, Public Works said that that uh, park is actually managed by Public Works because it's the waterworks. Um, and then some folks who are regular trail users as well as that particular park user. There was a proposal last, I don't know my timeline anymore, sometime during last summer, I think, to, to put some solar panels in and almost like 300 park users emailed and asked not to. So there's an active park community there to kind of come up with a solution, to, you know, to investigate the proposed ideas and how to, what to do with that um, historic property. Uh, and I think uh, we, the city staff kind of said we're not interested uh, and told us that. And we said, no, we'd rather, we, we do want to keep, you know, have some community discussion. Um, Anne sent me a memo maybe a month ago or two months ago. I'm sorry, I did not 
have a chance to review that. I'm going to uh, before our next meeting. Um, anyway, I, I saw it on the parks minutes. I was reading the parks and rec minutes and saw that they had talked about it and emailed one of the commissioners and, and we met and um, the, the parks commission had met before and he said that we were meeting and told them. So he, I think we're gonna try to get our piece done at our December meeting and then I think at their January meeting we'll reinforce that same um, it'll be an opportunity for them to decide if they want to tell the city council the same thing like we got to make a decision here um, I mean about whether to keep it or to find a use find for a it. use for it because it's falling apart with yeah. with no I mean the the default decision right now is demolition by neglect is what's happening right I mean it's it's falling apart so we either need to decide to do something with it and preserve it or figure out a or, or come to a decision that it's let the city continue to do its current policy, which is letting it demolish by not doing anything. Um, anyway, I think my, my point was we should get a broad coalition of people, folks that care about the property itself, that, you know, and the history of it, folks that might have some ideas for usage broader than three city staff people, essentially. So we'll talk about it more in, Dece in December. I just wanted to let you know that I'd had a conversation with the, the, one of the commissioners and that because uh, we had talked about it on and off <laughs> at different points so that's it any other updates for anyone I, or, a, I guess in my neighborhoods um someone asked and i don't know if it, it's the right time to ask it um in the questionnaire that is about city park pool is there any consideration needed as to whether it's a, a historic which pool? school? Uh, I think it's discussing <coughs> potential alterations of City Park Pool. City Park School? Pool. No, the pool, oh, swimming pool. pool. Okay. And the big uh, aquatic survey of yeah. what the aquatic oh. needs are. I don't, uh, we could maybe put that on a future discussion. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know that we should d discuss too much, sure. but I think we, we certainly could. Irving Weber led the charge to pass the bond to build the pool. Okay. Well, and I, wasn't it engineered by Ned yeah, Ashton? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think we should get some info, like, see if we can get Jessica to get a little information about what the proposal's asking, mm -hmm. um, and then maybe a, a little bit of the history. I feel like it's been modified significantly since the 19, they just celebrated their like 90th, 75th, some number, some big number, older than me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's a good idea to, to take a look at that as a future agenda item um, okay. so that we can be prepared with information to be able to think about it. Awesome. Any other? All right. Motion to uh, adjourn. DeGras, I move that we adjourn the meeting. Wagner second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everybody.